the issue of homelessness has um, come up and getting a lot of media attention in New Zealand this year um, because there were a lot of nationwide reports of families who are living out of their cars in Auckland. And the government's initial response was telling people to go to work and income, but it very soon became clear that that social agency wasn't able to find housing for a lot of these people. And uh, the latest development of this housing crisis is that people have been referred by work and income to garages and crowded houses that are completely inappropriate. And it's just really this whole issue is starting a, a conversation about how we treat people who are struggling, struggling the most in New Zealand. Um, and a lot of people are standing up for the rights of those who are most in need. And one of those people is my guest today. This is Shannon King. Uh, Shannon, welcome to B-Side Stories. Kia ora, thank you for having me. And you are, you're involved in the Park Up for Homes movement. So tell me about what Park Up for Homes is. Cool. So uh, Park Up for Homes um, is an event that was kind of birthed out of um, a group of people that live in Mangere. And um, they kind of sort of identified this as being an issue. Um, and they had met a number of people that um, were living out of their cars, um, especially families. Um, that's becoming a huge issue, um, especially in Auckland. Um, and so these guys were like, let's sit in solidarity with um, these people that are forced to live out of their homes. Um, and so these guys decided to organise a whole bunch of people to um, sleep in their cars um, in Mangere um, one night. And um, yeah, so many people turned out. And then since then, um, there have been, I think, a total of seven events that have happened so far. Um, and then there are two more events yet to come, which will be in Palmerston North and um, Parnell. Um, and so, so far, kind of an estimate of people that have um, attended the events has been um, a little over 2,000 people. Wow. Um, so that's, that's 2,000 people that have um, kind of decided and chosen to um, sit in solidarity with our, um, our brothers and sisters and, and our children um, who have no other choice but to live out of a vehicle. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so neat. So what? explain what a park-up event is. What happens at those? Cool. So a park-up event, um, I can mostly only speak from the Parliament um, event because sure. that's the one I've attended, Yeah. Um, is an event that um, allows for the public to um, participate in um, acknowledging that there's an issue um, and it allows for the public to um, sit and reflect about what is it that we can do um, to um, support those who can um, who can only live out of their vehicles or such. But it's also to kind of prove a, prove a point to policymakers and say, um, we're not okay with this as a country. Um, we're not okay with this as citizens of um, a, a country that shouldn't really have an issue with this. Um, being in a, quite a privileged country, I would say we are, um, it's it's difficult as a citizen to see that um, our policymakers aren't engaging in the conversation towards um, moving this into um, a resolved thing, um, and they're not moving into a space of understanding that some of our most vulnerable people are living out of a van. Um, and so we've invited... Um, a number of different kind of um, members of parliament come and participate in our events. Um, 
which has been really special to kind of see um, various kind of members um, engaged in those events. And so um, there's been a few different um, key speakers at different events um, and then some fun and games. Uh, in particular, we had um, the Hope Dean come and perform um, and another, um, like a brass band, come and perform at the um, Wellington event. Uh, we also had... Um, a whole bunch of sausages and food to kind of engage in community because there's, there's just something about food that brings people together, eh? Absolutely. Um, I was at the Park Up for yeah. Parliament event, yeah. and there were so many families and yeah. so many kids running around who are all sort of just, I don't know, out there in solidarity, yeah. showing that they supported raising awareness mm. about this issue. Yeah. Um, one of those families was um, this guy, Jason, from Wainui. He brought his family to the event, um, and... Him and his um, friends saw the need and they saw the um, homelessness in the streets of Wellington and they decided that they'll just chuck a barbecue on the back of the ute and head into the city every Saturday night and kind of um, feed who they can and kind of provide some hot drinks and engage in conversations with people in the streets to, I don't know, build community and begin bridging the gap um, because most of the time you walk along the street and... Nobody will speak to each other, um, and which is a problem because we're all people and uh, we all kind of need to figure out how we work together and moving forward. Absolutely. Um, so what other kinds of stories did you hear when you were at the Park Up event? Um, one of um, the stories that really stood out to me was um, two ladies had been engaging via Facebook and um, one of them was about to be kicked out of her home um, and another lady saw this post in the Park Up Facebook event and was like, let's meet, you and your family can come and live at my house until um, you get yourselves more established. Wow. Um, and that's a beautiful thing about social media, eh, is um, the conversation can happen there and um, that conversation can move into reality, um, which is what had happened for um, this lady, and she was rehomed and... Um, well, temporarily anyways, as far as I know. Um, yeah. And hopefully she's back up on her feet and able to provide for her children and um, continue um, figuring out routine as a mother. Um, yeah. Um, one of the hard things was um, seeing a mother turn up early with um, her van and out pops her and um, her teenage daughter, who looked about 14 or 15, there were about two or three different um, younger kids, and here they were setting up their van. Um, my thought was that they were here to um, sit in solidarity, but as the night went on, I learnt that um, they live out of their van every night. And it was heartbreaking for me knowing that I had a home and a bed and um, a cool family to go and live with or go and stay with. And so, um, yeah, it just makes me sad that it's a reality for so many people yeah um if they cram all of their belongings in their van and figure out how and where each other sleeps and it's like four or five, oh, five or so five or six of them in a van in one vehicle yeah. it's such a shocking story yeah. and sometimes i mean I, I think we know that it's a problem in auckland but we might mm. not think it's also a problem in wellington mm. but there it is happening yeah. in our own city yeah and I think you were saying earlier about how people are forced to live in um, garages and it's just overcrowding is 
much more of an issue than anyone even understands is it's natural for so many families to kind of just all live together, but nobody really understands that it's kind of um, it's actually a problem for you to not have your own space. It becomes a health issue, becomes a de- developmental issue as well for many young people as they um, share their bedrooms with like five or six cousins or um, all sorts of different things. And I don't know, it just becomes this whole sort of cluster of um, inability to grow. I guess, for so many young people. Yeah. Mm. Now, you said that about 2,000 people nationwide Mm -hmm. have shown up for these events. And what do you think has made people engaged with this as an issue? Uh, I think it all comes from the fact that we're having the conversation. Um, Many many of these people wouldn't have turned up um, solely from, I don't know, hearing it on the radio or hearing it... um, as they pass by or seeing a poster, they've heard about it because somebody they know has um, engaged in the conversation. They've got involved because somebody they know and love and respect is um, passionate about it or is becoming passionate about it. And somebody they know and love um, is wanting to step out and do something about it. And so that's how many of the people I know have um, decided to be engaged with it. Yeah, and you're one of those people who is out there being passionate about it. Yeah. How did you sort of get involved in this? What's your background? Um, so or involved in the park-up event is um, some friends, um, Bex and Sam, they um, messaged us and uh, they messaged their sister who lives here in Wellington. And they were like, guys, we need some help. Uh, we need you guys to pull in your networks and um, – all that kind of stuff because we need to make sure that this sort of thing happens, that uh, we can be peaceful in the way that we protest against this crisis. Um, And I was like, oh, I don't know if I have enough time. I'm so busy um, with work and uni. And I kind of didn't participate much in the the weeks leading up to it. But in that last week is where I was like, okay, cool. Um, People are swamped with trying to organise this. And so um, jumped in and... Just hearing the way that my peers were talking about it, I was like, oh, man, this is actually a problem. This is um, something that affects – it's actually affected my family. It's affected my – the young people that I work with. Um, And I was like, I'm actually not okay with this. And so it wasn't until I actually heard about what was happening um, and heard about the reality that people live in um, that I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to do something. And that's kind of how I got involved. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Because you're a, a youth worker. Yep. You do youth development stuff. Yep. Yeah. And how does it – you mentioned that even your family has been mm-hmm. touched by this. How How is that? Yeah, well, my brother, he, um, he is – probably the polite way to say it is, is between homes. Um, he um, – is finding it difficult just to find affordable housing. Um, as a, a 22-year-old, um, he is in a casual employment, and so he's at the moment he's between here and the Wairarapa where our mum lives, and it's just difficult. And often when he's here in Lower Hutt for work, he um, he's like house hopping and seeing whose house he can stay on. And he approached me um, last week and he said, Shan, I once a week, can I stay at your house? And I'm like, yeah, man, let's go. And um, so it's, it's difficult because that's my brother. That's a reality for, for my sibling. 
um, and even personally, I guess over um, my kind of lifespan, I've probably spent a total of a year kind of couch hopping just because it's difficult to find employment, it's difficult to find affordable housing. Um, and it's just frustrating. It just kind of gets you all out of sync. And um, yeah, I'm just privileged enough that I'm able to call upon people within my kind of peer community and say, can I come and yeah. crash on your couch? Yeah. And they're all super welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the organizations that have stepped up haven't really been government, but they've been Marais and yep. churches and mm. other places that have opened their doors and said, Hey, yep. if if you're homeless you don't have to sleep outside mm. this winter, you can sleep you can sleep here. Yeah, Tipuya Marai um in Auckland is um a real cool example of that. Um they've just decided that we're not okay with this. Um come and stay and um, the community around that area and have been super help in making that sustainable. Um, and I've heard of a church um, recently that are looking at renovating their building to actually make it so that people can actually stay in there. Um, and then the same as kind of um, the church structure that I live, I, I work under. They're looking at how they engage in making, or at least for the winter, they're looking at how they work with young people and work with youth work organisations to provide kind of emergency accommodation for young people. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's it, a conversation. Te Puria really stepped yep. up in Auckland mm-hmm. and uh, the news just this morning was that they've actually decided that they're going to need to close their mm-hmm. doors. They've got uh, about a little more than a dozen people still living there yep. and they're slowly trying to get them into housing so that yep. they can you know, continue on with their mm. normal business and do renovations and stuff. So it's really a challenge. A lot of social groups need yep. to step up out there. Yeah, and I think the reality is is that, um, like especially as, like, I guess a representative from the wider church, not just a particular church, but the wider churches, there's so many resources within um, those um, organizations and, and spaces, and it's like, why are we not doing something? Like, we we have, like, the money, the resources, the spaces but we're not engaging in kind of developing something to support people. Um, obviously, there's like a responsibility that the government has to the people, but it's also like the people have a responsibility to the people. Hmm. Sure. How do you feel now that you've done, you've seen the power of these park-up movements mm. around the country and still going on? Uh, how do you feel about the future of this issue? Um, I feel um, confident that as the conversation continues, and that's what I love about having um, this happen, this conversation here on the radio, yeah. um, a number of weeks after the event, is that we're continuing the conversation. Um, and I think that's what has to happen um, on whatever forum we have access to. Um, it's just kind of, we ha- we all have voices, we have voices that um, can be heard and um it's about opening our mouths and utilizing that um, that gift that we have. Um, so I feel confident that um, we've rattled some um, cages and um, that somebody further up in power can kind of do something and kind of it's about putting the ball in their court and saying, "Look, you've got to do something." Absolutely, and I think if 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 if, if nothing else, it really has achieved that park up movement. Really has achieved. Putting it back in our news feed 
you know, every few weekends we see, oh, there's a park up in yep. Napier, there's a park up in Wellington, there's a park up in Auckland. Yeah. And um, just keeping that issue alive, I, I can see that it's it's getting huge. Mm. People are talking about it a lot more. Yeah. So let's achieve that. Yeah. One of the hard things is that, um, like, the, the, the park up kind of um, group itself is um, becoming kind of obviously we want to keep the conversation going, but um, kind of as people who are studying and working and having kind of um, responsibilities, it's becoming quite difficult to organise these um, events kind of across the country. So um, our hope is that um, although there's uh, after um, Palmerston and Parnell is that the um, the ball is in the court of the public and that the public will continue engaging in that. So there's not really going to be any more like formal park-up events, but kind of um, I think it's we've kind of equipped um, the people to be able to continue that um, momentum, I guess. Well, cool. Mm. That's great. There, that, that's it, listeners. If you want to have a park-up event or if you want to engage in this conversation about homelessness, mm. you got to get out there and do it. Yeah, I think um, my personal feeling is that the community needs to look after the community and we, we really can't wait for our government to, mm. to fix this problem because yep. if history's shown us anything, they're just yeah. not going to. So, yeah, I love this idea that you said about um, how the people, it's the people for the people. Yep. Um, if there's ever going to be an answer to this problem, it's got to come from the grassroots. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks, Shannon, for joining us.